Hey, it's Karen here. And before we begin, I want to answer a quick question I receive often. How do I eat healthy when on the go? Now, I believe that one of the reasons why I thrive with stage four cancer is because of my healthy lifestyle. And I'm always looking for ways to make clean eating simple. One option that I love is Daily Harvest. I get chef-crafted wholesome foods that are in and out of the freezer delivered right to my door. One personal favorite is the Brussels Pod Thai Harvest Bowl. Now, from smoothies and superfood lattes to harvest bowls and delicious desserts, Daily Harvest has it all. Choose healthy and convenient today and get $25 off your first order with the promo code Pretty wellness at checkout. Now go to daily-harvest.com. And here we are. I want to welcome you to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book, which is a cancer guide and journal for patients and caregivers that shares the same name as this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. Now, if you like these episodes, please do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe or follow. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire more people. And now for this episode, I am honored to introduce you to Dr. Lisa Leslie Williams, a pharmacist by trade turned national wellness expert. Dr. Lisa pivoted her career from traditional medicine to natural healing and motivates people to practice healthy living as a family. She believes that wealth starts from your health and shares tons of simple healthy tips on this episode. So please grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. I am thrilled to introduce you to our guest today, Dr. Lisa Leslie Williams. Dr. Lisa is a national wellness expert, TV and on-air media spokesperson, recipe developer, and wellness empowerment coach. She's also the talent behind the original web series, Mom Prescribed. Dr. Lisa is a pharmacist by trade and now a wellness expert by heart. She embraces whole healthy living and prescribes anti-inflammatory and nutrient-dense foods to heal her patients from the inside out. Dr. Lisa underwent an inspirational journey as a mother, pivoting from a career in traditional medicine to natural healing. She's the founder of The Domestic Lifestylist and shares her wisdom and insight as to the importance of getting the entire family involved in healthy living. She includes recipes and other healthy tips on her blog and free downloadable e-cookbook. I cannot wait for Dr. Lisa to speak with us and inspire us all to make one healthy change today. Dr. Lisa, welcome here. Karen, listen, that was the best introduction ever. 
I want you to walk around with me and introduce <laughs> me before I step into rooms because that was absolutely wonderful. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. It's you. Like I'm saying thank you, but it's you. Like this is you. And the, by the way, like you've done so much more. I met you in person for the uh, listeners out there. I met Dr. Lisa at a wellness conference in Atlanta a few years ago and Everybody knew her. Like in this space, you are very well known and very well respected because you have, I mean, I think for so many reasons, but the way I took it is like you have this background, you were schooled as a pharmacist. So you understand, well, you know, let's say medicine and how like different uh, ingredients can come together. And then you've taken that to this whole new career that's related, but yet, Um, not but, and yet can really help inspire us to take better care of ourselves. And that's why I'm so excited that you're here today to share that journey. Will you tell us how it all began? Well, first of all, I am, um, you probably hear a bit of an accent here. I am Caribbean born and raised to to both Caribbean parents. So um, I was born in the nature isle of Dominica, West Indies. And I, I find it interesting because to be born in a nature isle, it makes sense to you what I do now. And I grew up in America's paradise, which we call the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh-huh. So for me, I feel like I was predestined to be a practitioner of some type of natural medicine because in the culture I grew up in, it was always natural to tap into nature first. So um, I grew up in that age where I watched a lot of TV television, watch beauty pageants, Mr. Wizard's World. Um, that probably dates me a little bit, uh-huh. uh, cooking shows and Looney Tunes. But ultimately, I wanted to be some type of science or have a career in, in science. So I thought about being a medical doctor. I thought it was too bloody. Um, I thought I wanted to be a hurricane hunter growing up in the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, you know, you have hurricanes coming through all the time. And I thought ultimately um, that was probably too dangerous. Yeah. I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian, but oh. it was a little too smelly. Okay. And so I said, okay, well, how can I help people with their their health and well-being? And also, it was also important for me to figure out a career where I could have some type of flexibility. So this was even before I had kids and everything, I wanted to be able to travel um, as I wanted to. So ultimately I I chose a career in pharmacy um, some years back. And then, you know, as I was in school, I was trying to find the niche that I wanted to be in. Um, It didn't really pan out the way I wanted to, but I'm not a quitter. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, well, I'll keep doing this and nobody can ultimately take my degrees away once I'm finished. Right. I had an, an elective while I was in pharmacy school, um, like a homeopathic and natural medicine elective. And when I was there, I realized to myself like, huh, this part really lights me up. Uh-huh. Like, this is the thing, but it was only one elective. <laughs> so I finished, I finished up my schooling, uh, went into retail, um, started with some of the big chains and then went to, I thought, well, maybe if I go to independent pharmacy, um, it'll incorporate some of more of those things that's important to me. Okay. But I went into, you tell me what's independent pharmacy. Independent pharmacy are those small, um, I don't want to say mom and pop, but they're Got it. individually owned Got it. Right? Uh-huh. by owners. You may, you probably, you perhaps know some in your neighborhood and you probably know who the owner is. They're not affiliated with, um, 
three letter the three letter big name company or any of the others that you know on on television so yeah so I I did that for a bit and um at some point I realized for anyone out there listening if you get to a point where you are feeling more depleted when you when you're getting ready to go to work um that's not a healthy place to be so um interestingly enough I spoke to a friend of mine um rest her soul because she's no longer here. But I spoke to her and I said, I am not feeling fulfilled here. And she was like, well, you make so much money. Why don't you write down some things for your house that you want to buy? Because we had a new home at a time and cross them off and that will give you some fulfillment. Well, money can only give you so much fulfillment, you know? Like, okay, I need a new fridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need a new dishwasher. But after a while, I decided ultimately to just, you know, get off that path and um, try, try to find out what's really why God put me here and if there was something else for me to to do um with my background so I had a a blog at the time it was more so a lifestyle blog um and I I you know segue but I decided I wanted to homeschool too so I said okay well this would be a good time and a good opportunity for me to just step back a little bit and yeah so I was home with with the children doing homeschooling and everything and um yeah, ultimately, I had some things happen, and I said, okay, yeah, I think I'm going to have a pivot here and make it more about health and wellness, and I can get into that story about what what yeah. caused that for me. I, yeah. would love to, I would love to hear that, because I think sometimes we all think things happen to us, and we just have to keep going, because like you said, we're not a quitter. Right. Uh, other times, we can look at it as an event or a series of events happen and maybe it's um, taking a pivot was what we need to do to live the life that we want to live. That's better right. for us. So please, I, I would love to go that direction. So I know you're um, a mom too and you probably have many moms out there listening. The first thing that happened even before I left my my chosen career was that when I became pregnant um, around between 20 and 20 and 22 weeks, I had a doctor's appointment, a routine visit, and um, I felt like something was not right. I couldn't put my finger on it because I hadn't been pregnant before. Yeah. Um, the, the, the OB had her hand on the door ready to leave my observation room, and I pretty much begged for her to check me because I felt like something wasn't right. And so what, what happened after that, what transpired is that I ultimately ended up being on a mandated hospital bed rest for about two months. Wow. Um, Had never stayed in a hospital before. All of a sudden, this is where I was. But what that taught me was that I need to always speak up for myself. It really awakened my wellness intuition, my self-advocacy, and my wellness empowerment, as I like to call it. Because ultimately, had I not spoken up, I really do not believe I would have an 11 year old oh, here <laughs> in yeah. my home. I, I, I believe that she, I really believe that she wouldn't be here because it was me speaking up and saying, please, whatever you do, please, can you just check me? Because I feel like something is not right. I feel like something is not right. And that's what opened the door to having me checked out by a specialist and then ultimately being on bedrest at home. And I did everything I was supposed to do for one week. And ultimately, they still decided to make the decision to have me um, on hospital bedrest for, for about two months. So I came home. Um, my, my baby still uh, came here early at about 33 weeks gestation. 
And um, so I had a four pound baby, but that awakened in me the willingness to speak up for myself and advocate for myself because there's something about growing a human inside you <laughs> where you're just like, oh no, uh-uh, no, I'm taking care of somebody else now. You just can't push me around. Right, right. So, so that was the first awakening for me, which I think is important for all moms and all people to listen to, to be like, you know what? Ultimately, I am the person responsible for my own wellness here. And I have to take action and I have to self-advocate. Well, and, and so, I, I will throw one more thing in there. I think whether you're a mom or not, but you're dealing with some sort of mystery illness, chronic illness, cancer, um, any like even any type of hardship, we do need to advocate for ourselves. Or if you have a hard time doing it, know someone in your life like to me, my friend Jackie, when I've been in the hospital before, will go out there in a respectful but stern way, get yes. people's attention. Uh, again, kind, respectful, yet stern way so that they can, you know, get what I, what we think I needed. So um, please, I just wanted to jump in there. I think with parenting, yes. of course, that motherhood, you know, that, that parenting instinct kicked in for you even before yes. the baby was born. Right. Um, but that's a really great lesson wholeheartedly. Yes, yes. So that was the first thing. And that was the first lesson um, in, in wellness empowerment, I like to call it. The second thing that happened, which I call, I like to call food alignment. Sometime after I left uh, pharmacy, you know, I was home and I was getting sick about monthly, like I would be throwing up for no reason. I wasn't pregnant. I would be getting these stomach pains. Um, and my lowest point was sending my two kids at the time with, they were probably under five, both were five and under. I send them to bed at 6 PM. Right. <laughs> um, because my husband was traveling and I needed time by myself so I could throw up over a bucket. Oh, God. Um, and I remember another time, I think it was 4th of July, my husband was outside grilling and I was inside stuck in the couch. I could not get up. I was in so much pain and I had no idea what was happening with me or my body. So I started to go to these different doctors um, and ultimately, Karen, I was not getting what I thought was appropriate answers to what was happening. And one doctor said, well, you know what? We can scope you. And something about saying that, they would put a camera down my esophagus. Yeah. Something about that said to me, well, hold up now. Maybe I can figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me try some things first. So what I ultimately did was I basically turned on its head how I was eating and nourishing myself. And after six months of being in tremendous pain, nausea, throwing up, every symptom I had had for the last six months disappeared. Wow. Disappeared. Okay. And so you're talking about someone um, clinically trained, you know, in medicine. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what? Can this, this is ridiculous. I must have made this up. But I had not read any books or anything that told me this is what to do. I was just listening to self and that intuition I believe all of us had. And it told me that I was eating way too many inflammatory foods. I was eating way too much sugar, too much of this and too little of that, right? Not eating nutrient-dense foods. And I changed all those things around. And in two weeks, Karen, all the symptoms disappeared. In two more weeks, we're talking about a month, I was feeling more energetic, 
than I had ever been before. Um, when you are a parent and you have young kids and they're in school and in preschool and everything, they tend to bring home souvenirs, right? Souvenirs in the terms of little coals and viruses and everything. And so we tend to get some of those things here and there, but even that my immunity was way through the roof. And so that for me was like, huh, okay, this is awesome. But at the time I just wanted to take care of my family with this information I didn't feel, quite frankly, like it was my place to tell people what to put in their plate or, you know, I didn't want to be judgmental about what people were eating. So at the time I said, okay, well, I will continue to write about lifestyle blogging, but this is what I do at home until I had an awakening. So the awakening really came about at maybe three o'clock in the morning. I think all awakenings, good awakenings happen around three, two o'clock in the morning. I, yes. It's also the time when I'll (laughs) shop on Amazon if I can't fall asleep, but one of the two things happens. Yeah. So it was like an awakening on Valentine's day. Okay. (sighs) I affectionately call this, unfortunately for me at the time, but you know, it's part of my journey my bloody Valentine. Okay. My husband, you know, he travels for work a lot. And of course, as all good stories would have it, he was not in town. Yes. So, um, I got up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and yeah, woke up in the shower stall, um, with a bruised jaw, broken teeth and, um, blood in the shower stall and did not know what had taken place. Now that was a scary moment for me. Um, my, you know, I texted some people when it happened and I said, Hey, this happened overnight. So if I don't wake up, I was hoping it was a dream. So I went back to sleep. Yeah. Um, I said, if I don't wake up, this is what happened, but I think I'm dreaming. Woke up, looked in the mirror, the tooth was still broken and everything. And I said, Oh, this really happened. The hardest part was walking into my children's room on Valentine's morning with my hand over my mouth and saying there's something really scary that you're going to see when I remove my hand, but mommy is okay. (laughs) All right. And so what that moment did for me was made me realize that I was spending way too much time, um, not taking care of myself. Yes. I was eating the right foods, but I wasn't sleeping like I should. Um, I was burning the candle at both ends, being a homeschool mom, um, running my business, many times like physically parenting on my own because of the travel that takes place in my family. Right. Right. And, um, I really was not even taking supplements like I should, you know, because sometimes we rely so much on the food that we're eating and we think the food is so highly nourished, but it's like an insurance policy. Okay. We have to make sure that we're taking supplements and vitamins to keep us going. So that was the awakening. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what I also called it my Jonah moment. Because, I mean, if you ever read or know of biblical stories dealing with Jonah, because before that point, I knew that God was telling me that I should share my story. I knew that the wellness foods and everything that I was creating was not just for my family, but I felt it was not my place (laughs) to infringe on people's lifestyles. However, after that happened, I said, okay, I'm the kind of person like you... I, I say affectionately, well, God, you didn't have to take me out for, for me to listen, but maybe uh-huh. he did, yeah. right? Because I wasn't listening, right? So that was the change for me 
that led me to change my whole platform into using whole foods for whole living. And basically um, telling people through my blog posts, my recipes, television, video, that there's a better way to style the life you want to live, right? Food and wellness first. And then you can, you know, you can have the energetic uh, life that you want. And so that was the change for me. I connect on so many levels with that. I mean, not the getting the, the tooth as much as, <laughs> but your tooth is my stage four cancer, mm. right? It's, mm-hmm. um, and, and by the way, so for those who are new to me in uh, nine years prior to that stage four diagnosis, I had cancer and, but I didn't feel like I had a story to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and I jumped back into kind of my old ways and the intensity of, of, of life. And I was healed from cancer was kind of my thought. But then when I got the stage four diagnosis, it opened my eyes. It's like, yeah, I'm sure there's other cancer stories out there. Right. But it, somebody might want my voice, what, might, might want my story. Or even if they listen to it and it inspires them and they forget about me, like, listen, that that's I did believe I felt like that's what I was called to do. And it sounds like that's the same with you too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so often we all have stories to tell and share. And sometimes you think to yourself, well, my story is not that unique. Oh, and paranoid. There's so many people. We like to say there's so many people doing whatever it is that we want to do. And we say, well, why me? Well, why not you? Yes, right. Right? Well, and the other thing as a, as a content creator from one to another is I will tell you side story is my husband will always say to me, I'll come home and maybe I'll be on the phone with one of my friends and I'll be like, Michelle had this great idea and was telling me to, you know, this, this and that. And he's like, Karen, I've told you that twice. Yes, and I'll yeah, come home right, and be like, right. Susan told me about this. Like, I'm going to do this, this and that. And he's like, Karen, but we've already talked about it. And then I, right. and they last, he's like, why is it when I say it? And what I've come to realize is that Think of in marketing, like a logo, the first few times you see it, you don't necessarily remember that that's the logo of this company. But after you've seen something, after you've heard a message six, seven, eight times, you start to take it in. And that's the way I take, which is why us telling our stories, if somebody's out there looking for information on healthy living, they may get it in a few different places, but maybe our words, our voices are where it's going to sink in and they want to make you know, make that small change. And so whether it's, uh, you know, people going to your platforms or my platforms or creating their own, our voices all serve a purpose. And so, so I think that that's a beautiful thing, but Hey, listen, because you are such an expert in this space, I would love for you to spend a few moments, um, you know, with this free consultation call, because Hey, it's, it's a call. What do you suggest to people? And I get that everybody's needs and backgrounds are different, but are there any universal thoughts that you could share with the listeners when it comes to healthy living, what you would suggest they do? Yes. First, first, I'd like to say that we like to, I feel like in the society, we tend to outsource the responsibility of health and wellness, probably to someone, someone wearing a white coat and it is not their responsibility. So I like to tell people to think about themselves as the medical director of their own health and wellness. You are the president or medical director or whatever you want to think about it. But the other people that you're consulting with, these are people that you're hiring to help you along the journey. And guess what? 
you can hire and fire as needed. So stop looking at wellness or, or health as something that you outsource or comes from somebody outside of yourself. Look within, right? And realize that one of the things that triggers me actually is when people say, well, because, you know, as a pharmacist, I would be, um, you know, filling prescriptions and so on. And it was surprising to me how many people would come with prescriptions. And if the penmanship was off, right, right, which, which doctor has penmanship that's crazy, right? right. <laughs> but if the penmanship was off, I would say, um, well, I, I, I have an idea, but how about if you tell me what the doctor's name was? And it was surprising to me how many times they did not know the physician's name. Or even more surprising, um, what were you taking this for? Um, I'm not sure what I'm taking it for. So even something like that, right? It starts there. Like, this is your visit. How does someone take your blood pressure and write it down on a pad and not reveal the blood pressure? Guess what? It's not really their fault. It's your fault if you're not asking, hey, so what's my blood pressure? <laughs> right? right, right. It's not a secret. It's not a secret, right? You're outsourcing this health and wellness. So you make sure that you... Um, grab those reins and that you're president of your health and wellness. Another thing I would take away, I want people to take away is intentional eating, okay? Be very intentional about what you're eating, when you're eating, how you're eating. What you're eating in terms of fresh fruits and vegetables, I highly believe, and it's very important to have that and, and as part of every single meal, right? You have to be, you have to nourish to flourish. You have to lower those inflammatory foods. And that I'm talking about dairy. I'm talking about grain. I know, I know some people are probably, you know, grimacing right now as they listen, but I'm just going to say it. It's dairy, it's grain, it's sugar. We have to limit those inflammatory foods. If you're eating, uh, if you're a meat eater, and I am, you know, you have to look into, you know, pasture-raised beef, grass-fed, those type of things. Those are going to help you tremendously. And um, when I talk about sugar, I like to be mindful of also about my sugar, right? I know that people like their treats and everything, but I feel like it's more, it's easier to track the sugar when you're just eating it, like, let's say, in a candy or a piece of appropriate cake that you want to have. The sugar in our drinks the sugar in the salad dressings, the sugar in your tea, we don't, you don't need it. And as a matter of fact, it's hard to track because if this morning I'm having my breakfast and I'm having a cup of orange juice, right? Well, there's sugar in my orange juice, there's sugar in my um, pancake syrup. I mean, I, I, I prefer to have um, maple syrup, like hundred percent maple syrup. You know, if I'm having lunch and I'm having a salad, there's sugar in the salad dressing. For dinner, there's sugar in my um, pasta sauce. So where we have control for me for the sugar and what is easily trackable is when you leave the sugar just in like candy or desserts. And then you can remember to yourself, oh, yeah, I did have a piece of cake last night. Or I did have three Hershey's Kisses with my green tea um, last night. By the way, that would be me. That's what I had. Um, <laughs> so, um, so now I know, like, I don't have to track the sugar anyplace else because I know exactly where it was and how I had it. And my last tip would be um, to hydrate, okay, and hydrate well. And when I talk about hydration, I'm not talking about, hey, your morning coffee, um, or your diet drink, I am talking about what I call sky juice, okay? That is water, 
Okay, we're gonna hydrate with water. It's I love very that. Important. Sky juice. Yes. Sky juice. Make it sound fancy, man. Sky juice. Put a little lemon or a little fruit and fruits, um, fresh fruit in there if you want. Infuse it. You know, we go to the spa sometimes and we see they have those fresh infused waters. There's pineapple. There's mint. Basil. Take that upon yourself. Do that at home. You don't have to wait for a spa experience to do something like that. Many times when people are eating, actually. They are eaten because they are dehydrated, not truly because they are hungry. So often, because the cues for hunger and, and dehydration and wanted something to drink are the same. So drink before you eat. Make sure you're drinking first thing in the morning. What I do before I've had any food, okay, is I drink two cups of room temperature water. Depends on how I'm feeling. It may have some lemon in it. It may have some, you know, iodine drops in it. It may have some vinegar in it, but you could just use plain water. And I teach my kids right now um, as we're recording this 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven. I teach them the same. Like, you know, we hydrate before we eat because what people don't know is sleep is a very dehydrating process, right? Not only have we fasted from food, for hello at minimum seven to eight hours, not four to six, okay? Let's make sure we get enough sleep. Not only how we fasted from food, but sometimes we're sweating and you know we're having dreams and everything. And it's a very dehydrated process. So if you go from that process to straight up jumping into food, you're dehydrated. So start with uh, some water first and that will take you far. I love, I love everything you're saying here. I also wanna point out when it comes to hydration, I always thought that I hydrated well, especially mm-hmm. as someone I get blood work a lot because of my cancer treatments. And um, I know a lot of people out there have, have heard me say, whether it's on Instagram or, or just on some videos, that I have very small veins. And there's a lot of other people out ah. there that have very small veins. You're my sister. I will tell you that for me, I would make sure I hydrated really well 24 hours in advance. Now, I don't know if this, so it's not just that. Because we've had such trouble the last few months, I mean, more trouble. I've always had trouble, but it's been pretty bad. I told myself, like, enough is enough. I don't want a port for them to put in the IVs and to take blood. And so now I have upped my water game. I always drank a lot. I always had tea. I drink some kombucha. But Mm -hmm. I now make sure that I have, I'm going to tell you now my weight, I'm 120 pounds. So half of Mm -hmm. my, my weight in ounces would be 60 ounces a day. And Mm -hmm. on most days I have at least 48 of sky juice, plain water, Mm -hmm. as you said. And Mm -hmm. yesterday when I went, they got my veins on the first try. Now, listen, maybe it was a lucky day. I'll say that maybe it's a coincidence, But I, as somebody who does believe in hydration, I just made sure I was intentional about it every day. doesn't go, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe for other people, like you said, maybe it's before meals. If you drink two cups, you're probably getting about 16 ounces there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and whatever it is in life, I do believe that being hydrated, like you get, like you said, maybe you're hungry or maybe there's other things going on, but only being hydrated will help in terms of those side effects. It will, and it will also help flush the toxins that we encounter, the toxins in our foods, the toxins in our water. Even for the person who is doing everything that they think they should be doing, you are inadvertently um, walking around and wearing toxins every single day. You're just not aware of it. So this is a way to help your body along to be able to detoxify through sweat, 
through urine. Um, some of the some of the ways that our body detoxifies through breath. Um, these are some of the ways that you can help your body along to detoxify. Yeah. So I am, I, I love these tips. I think um, it's not that they're simple, like they're simple in nature. You just have to commit to it. And even that though, isn't that hard? At least for, for me, I found that you and I talked about earlier about how, I mean, I was a junk food junkie, but I thought I was a healthy junk food junkie because I had baked mm-hmm. Lay's or Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And so I sit, as I'm sitting here saying it's not that hard, I'm also coming from a place where I had a very different lifestyle. I think it comes to being intentional. It comes to maybe starting slow and starting with, with small steps, but it did in my life, it made a huge Mm -hmm. difference. And as you said, even just from the extra hydration now and the commitment to that, I found that my life, you know, is a little easier. Um, And it's encouraging. It's encouraging. When you do one thing, let's say you listen to the podcast, hopefully you'll take at least one thing that you can apply right after you hit stop and you know don't wait until tomorrow don't wait until tomorrow you can take one thing from this podcast and it may be hey i'm gonna drink some more water and once you start feeling good with that you will find that you want to implement other things to help your health and wellness along absolutely now i know that you um you obviously have a family and that has been a priority in terms of let's call it your teachings and your messages is there anything that you can share to us i know as a parent sometimes we struggle with you know and even my kid who lives in this house where i'm always making smoothies and i'm always trying to share the message of the importance of whole eating whole foods he still wants cake how Mm -hmm. do you inspire you know parents to find ways for their kids uh, to tap into healthy eating? Well, it sounds cliche, but we have to be the example that we, we want our kids to be. And I, 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 that's number one. Number two is I don't know of any child who comes out the womb and can drive to the convenience store to get a candy bar, right? Right. So, right? so it's like, you know, I, I hear, I, I empathize and I hear parents say, well, my only, my kid will only eat this or only wants that. But ultimately, since they're not working, right? Ultimately, since they don't drive, like how is that food coming in the house, right? So parents, parents, I think, can do a better job of saying this is how we're going to eat and unless you cook or you drive or you work this is how it's going to be now um i teach my kids that the the reason that we're eating is not because we're bored it's not because we have a craving right the first responsibility that we have to ourselves is to eat to nourish so that's that's how i teach them so when we look at a meal we're looking at okay is this is this going to um empower my health or is it going to deplete it in my opinion at the end of the day this is what you're doing with every forkful with every spoonful with every bite you either are ingesting something that is taking you closer to your wellness goals or something that's taking you further away so as a clinically trained pharmacist I always tell my kids and other people that listen you can pay for your health on the front end or on the back end. I worked in the back end for many years. The back end is uh, the doctor's visits, the sick visits, um, the unnecessary prescriptions that you may have to take because you're not taking care of your health in the front end. So, you know, my kids, I take them to the grocery store with me. We start out in the right spot, which is the produce section. And I teach them, this is your primary pharmacy. This is where we want to start. 
right? We want to make sure that the majority of what we're eating, um, you know, 90 to 95% of foods are, are going to fuel us in the right direction. You know, birthdays are coming up, you need a treat or whatever. If you've been doing things like you're supposed to, your body will work like how it's supposed to work. So that's what I teach them every meal. Every meal, every snack is an opportunity to talk about why, the why. With kids, it's not, you can tell them, hey, you need to do this. But when you start saying why we need to do this or why we're doing this, it starts to ring true. And eventually what you'll see is your child may start to come to you and say, hey, actually, I don't want this. This is what I want instead. Like, for example, one of the things that we do here in my family, my husband and I, is after hydration, like I have a big process, but after hydration in the morning, one of the things I definitely start my day off with is a cup of um, herbal tea or green tea or white tea for the antioxidants, right? And I have never told my children, you need to drink tea in the morning or you need to drink tea at whatever time. And I don't drink my tea with any sugar, or honey, or anything like that. But what I found is my kids started requesting their own cups of herbal tea. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, they request their herbal tea. Sometimes when we go out and we, you know, I have them order it for themselves because um, you, I want to teach the kids that they're responsible for how they nourish. So they order from themselves. Sometimes they order salads and the, the waiter or waitress would look at me like, wait, they just ordered kale. Um, should I give it to them? And I think that's the, the problem with how we're, we're, we're raising um, our society here because I'm like, of course, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Give them that kale salad, you know? So yeah, so I, it's just about wellness empowerment. And I think it starts from the womb um, because when we are, you know, later in age, whether it be 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, there comes a point where most of us hit a point where somebody will tell you, hey, if you don't change the way you are eating or living right now, this will be the result. But by then, what we're talking about is so many years of conditioning that has taken place from the, from the time the child was, was little. So I believe um, for all the parents listening out there, teach the kids from now how to eat, how to nourish, why, why they're eating this way, why you want them to eat this way. Not just eat your vegetables because it's good for you. Not just, uh, not actually not just, please don't tell them, eat the vegetables and you'll get ice cream for dessert. Then it's just like, you're, you're teaching them that, you know, ice cream is the, is the, is the reward. Is the reward, yeah. Yeah, and so that's not something that we want to do either. Oh, this is so helpful, so helpful. I want to tap your brain for more hours, but uh, <laughs> I, I have an idea. Uh, for all those who've listened to me with Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast, every single episode to date, we have ended with what I call the grateful game. It is um, a fun evening routine that my son and I started a few years ago where we talk about what we are grateful for and why and whoever comes up with the um, longest list um, ends up winning because of course uh, my nine-year-old is the one who helped me create it. Now yeah. I will tell you do I believe that um, you know, I'm not saying that being grateful or having a um, this type of mindful routine changes the world, but it does sometimes change our mood and it does help us from day to day 
look for things in our own world that bring a smile to our face that we're grateful for. And so I really, really believe in it. And I hope that you that are listening will consider playing it with your loved ones. And Dr. Lisa, I was hoping that we could maybe tweak this and you and I might be able to talk about what we're grateful and why in terms of our healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to give us about 30 seconds because I think you and I could have a whole podcast episode on this. And all right. So I'm going to kick it off what I'm grateful for and why I will say, and I'm probably going to steal this from you because I know you and I agree. We love whole foods. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's pricier, not always. um, But I love it because I can find what I want there. I believe that the produce or the fish um, is pretty is, is pretty healthy and clean. And there's one right near my house. So I'm incredibly grateful for Whole Foods. I am grateful for my Vitamix. Yes, I believe a high-speed blender is completely helpful and makes life easier when making smoothies, when making soups, when using it as a food processor. I am so grateful for that. Um, I'd also say I'm really grateful for some of the local places in my neighborhood that provide organic and... uh, as we say, nutrient dense food, that would mm-hmm. be like the stand vegan cafe, catch a healthy habit, like going to juice bars to learn what flavors you like together can educate you on what you can make in your own home. Um, and there's another place that we've been going to lately called Yala Organics, which is um, like hummus and chickpea harvest bowls that I love. So mm. those are some local places I love. And I'd say last but not least, cause I've gone over 30 seconds is I am a huge fan of daily harvest. I think people have heard me tell that before, say that before. Um, yes, you can buy smoothies that you freeze and you put, you know, keep in your freezer and then pull them out. But to me, it's the harvest bowls. It's the lunch, it's the dinners, it's the sides, even their ice cream scoops are made with vegan milk and Mm. very few, very few ingredients. So all these things I mentioned, I will keep in the show notes and I am going to toss it to you, Dr. Lisa, to let us know what you are grateful for and why when it comes to your making healthy living easy. Okay. I'm grateful for chia seeds because they are packed with fiber. Okay. They are little powerhouses that are underutilized and make delicious, great chia pudding. And actually, I actually have a a recipe on my blog that you can tap into. I'm grateful for green tea because it is filled with antioxidants. I am grateful for flax seeds because these are another uh, powerhouse that makes my great chocolate flaxseed pudding, which I love. I am grateful for travel because for me, Travel and wellness are closely aligned. I am actually just returning for, from Kauai um, just a couple of days ago, and it was beautiful. So travel is a big part of what I do and what I love to do with my family. I am grateful for almond flour because somehow somebody decided that they're going to mill almond, almonds uh, down into a fine flour. And you can use it when you don't want to, when you want to back off with the green or the gluten. So if that's important to you, almond flour is great. It great, makes great muffins, pancakes, you name it, you can use it. I am grateful for macadamia nut milk. So if you're looking for plant milk alternatives, macadamia nut milk has a creaminess to it that is so delicious. And I love it to use it when I'm being a little indulgent. I am grateful for my sauna blanket. Yes, a sauna blanket. You don't have to wait to 
go to the sauna. You can buy these things called yeah. sauna blankets, wrap yourself up in a cocoon, put it on for 30 minutes and sweat your health out. I am grateful for movement Mondays. That's what I call it. Movement Mondays, where I try to move and groove as much as possible for the whole Monday. Wellness Wednesdays, I implement that. If you want to keep track of your wellness, or you want to make sure that you're doing it on a consistent basis, I do Wellness Wednesdays. And on Fridays, I love to do Facial Fridays. So I, I put something on my face in my home and I take care of myself and my health and wellness. And that's my gratitude. Oh, and I need to say, because I just celebrated a 20-year anniversary. So I need to bring my husband in and say, hey, I'm grateful for a beautiful, healthy marriage and my husband and my two beautiful kids. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. You said that all so eloquently, so quickly. And I'm sure, again, you and I could do a whole nother podcast talking about all this because... Uh, it comes so natural to us. Like after, yes. like that's, I think what people think like, oh, all these changes, it's going to be so hard. You know, I'm not going to say sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And now it is just our, it's just the way we live. And so yes. by the way, happy anniversary. I saw those pictures. They're gorgeous. Now, Thank will you, you tell us where everybody can connect with you? Because you, you have such a wealth of knowledge uh, that people should really check you out. So the mothership is thedomesticlifestyles.com. I've actually written a free healthy e-cookbook. Uh, the name of the cookbook is 10 Easy and Healthy Recipes That Your Family Will Enjoy. These recipes are all written by me, tested by my family with young kids. And so they are um, very minimal dairy, probably only butter if you find dairy in them, grain-free, low sugar, all that stuff. It really fills you up and it's a great start to get into health, um, healthy wellness and living. And um, I like to say, Karen, you know, you and I spoke about this before we started recording, but Instagram is my jam and I love yes. it. Kind of get away. So please be sure to follow me at Dr. Lisa Leslie Williams on Instagram and get a dose of wellness on the daily. That's amazing. And for everybody listening, if you're driving or you're busy or you just don't have a pen nearby, I'll include all of these links in the show notes. So Dr. Lisa, this has been amazing. I loved every moment of us reconnecting. Aww. And for all of you that who are out there listening, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that you have considered one small step in something we said, something new that can brighten your day or help lead you in the direction of more happiness and greater health. So thank you again for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. My heart is full. And my heart is full too. And for all the listeners out there, I hope that you have been able to find a little bit of joy during this journey today on this podcast episode and then in life. So bye for now, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And tell your friends about us. If you love us, they might as well. And now my parting words. If you're looking to take one small step toward healthy living, as we talked about on today's podcast episode, I truly believe there are so many tools out there to make our changes a little bit easier. 
So check out some of my favorites on the Pretty Wellness Amazon shop. Just go to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash pretty wellness. I share my favorite products and tools for clean eating, non-toxic beauty, simple eco-friendly kid finds, and so much more. Thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.